Hello everyone, welcome to Lock Fence. This is the first podcast. Leading pretty big topic this week, the uh, Aladdin trailer just dropped. <laughs> I feel like the biggest thing that comes into everyone's mind is Will Smith, oh, obviously. Absolutely. I'm, I feel like if I just type in Will Smith, yep. Will Smith Genie. First thing that comes up is uh, Will Smith Genie. I mean, so, I, just, I don't understand. I don't know why they would... I, I thought they weren't going to change... I thought they weren't going to color him. I thought they were going to uh, keep him black. I thought they weren't going <laughs> to... Okay. <laughs> that wasn't the way I wanted to say that. <laughs> well, they were going to keep him his natural skin tone. Yeah, they they wanted to keep him... Um, I know they said they were going to, but I couldn't imagine that they wouldn't... Just, like, Ooh. from the... Just the comparison from the animated version, it just doesn't... It doesn't do it for me at all. The I feel like with all of the Disney movies that are coming back for like the what is it the real life what the do they call life, it the live action Li- live action live action remakes I don't they really don't do it for me. The first one I watched was uh, the Beauty and the Beast one, yeah. and I thought it was a cool idea, but I just didn't like how it blended. I, I thought the like the CGI on it just didn't work well with the human characters, and mm. I think there's very few movies that can make it seem like there's even no cgi yeah. and like the my personal favorite character in that movie was gaston mm-hmm. the character that involved no cgi exactly you you don't need it and also i feel like once you make that change to live action you lose a lot of the character that comes out of the uh absolutely like, like the, the animated films if you look at that genie right there the, it just i think what made it great was robin williams like kind of like that expression right there he's making it's you can't do that with yes you, you can't do that with will smith and it just doesn't like it's just so cartoonish and it represents what the genie exactly should be and then yeah. when you change it to live action it just almost ruins it i mean yeah. we could be wrong he could put on the best performance ever but yeah. what are the reaction yeah no no go for live action yeah. for me what other films are they going to live action the this year it's lion king dumbo which i know dumbo is more like a reimagining mm-hmm. more using the characters but i know lion king and aladdin based off what we've seen is shot for shot really yeah okay. um now it's somewhat like a beauty and the beast but beauty and the beast i think as a story translates well to live mm-hmm. action which is the reason it's so successful yeah. but you look at that i mean it's mm-hmm. just it's not even it it doesn't it really just doesn't do it. here's another one yeah it's i just feel like the character can't be shown to its full potential and i don't think you can never top Rob, robin williams no. is act, like acting it's it's just phenomenal and <laughs> moral of the story is will smith needs a new agent yes absolutely after suicide squad <laughs> after earth and now this will smith just and YouTube Rewind. <laughs> if Marquez Brownlee is in there, that's all we need. That's all we got. Uh, I feel... Um, how is the Lion King one supposed to be adapted to live action? So, I think what we've seen so far, I think it looks great. But, back to what you are saying, it takes away... Like, if you look at the opening shots... Because like, they kind of released the trailer based off of the um, uh, Savenya part... Mm-hmm. Um, the animated version has these beautiful landscapes that like are so full of color. Like I know a main complaint I saw on Twitter after the Lion King trailer dropped was that the coloring was just it's so dull. Uh, they're trying a little too hard to make yeah, it realistic. You can't recreate all the feelings you had when you were little. Yeah, no, in a definitely. in a live action film, I think that's where 
like the, the, the two D yeah, animation that going away, that whole mm-hmm. three, the CGI wave, it kind of sucks. I I really don't like it. Like all those old films had so much character and like so much heart put into them that it's like almost unmatched by today's yeah. standards. The only thing that really into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Into the Spider Verse is easily one of my favorite films of the year, if not my favorite film of the year. And the way that it, just the way that it was drawn, the yeah. amount of heart and like effort put, in, just hours and hours upon animation put into Spider Man and just that entire movie, mm-hmm. it it made it what it was. It put so much character onto yeah. it, and it made you feel like you were in a. It made you. It was like watching a comic book. That, Absolutely. That, yeah. And that's what made it. It's really just what made it so good. I think that is definitely the next wave mm-hmm. of animation where you've had these trends. I mean, uh, starting with all the way back to like Toy Story, the Pixar um, trend where it's like straight 3D animation, mm-hmm. where now it's kind of morphing, like uh, evolving into this mixture between the 2D style that people used to love back in the 90s or the Disney Renaissance, which was mm-hmm. Aladdin, Lion yeah. King, Beauty and the Beast, which they're remaking. I think Disney doesn't realize yet that while these movies are successful, that you lose what made those movies great. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There's there's just it doesn't like it just doesn't do it. It doesn't do it for me. When when they make that transition to live action, it just loses almost everything. I, I can't really think of an ex- can you think of an example of a good live action that was adapted? Uh the Jungle Book was good. Uh, okay, I did watch Jungle Book and I um I didn't really think too highly or lowly about it. I thought it was pretty well done, but oh, yeah. obviously like when you're watching I did go back and watch the original Jungle Book yeah. after and I just was so easily more sided to the older one Absolutely. than the new one because the older one came off so more friendly yeah. and nice and i guess it was a it was cool that they tried to take a little turn to make it a little bit darker mm-hmm. but i feel like just the original yeah. is unmatched in I, all senses the new one was more like experiment if anything because mm-hmm. of the um when you you see the, the animals perfectly made like the, mm-hmm. the animation is wonderful oh you, absolutely it's crazy what the, they like did the render is a fantastic but is still what makes it great is back to Robin Williams is the facial animation mm-hmm. like you can't realistically make an animal sing a song yeah there's no way it, it doesn't fly like that <laughs> yeah I mean Disney's doing a lot of great stuff but yeah the and uh, they're coming out with that new streaming service where they're going to take yeah, all their right. movies off of all the other platforms mm-hmm. like specifically Netflix because they have most of the Disney movies and they're going to make their own and put all of their own movies on there and I'm pretty curious how it's going to do yeah. i'm pretty sure since it's disney and it will have star wars yeah. and all of just like mm-hmm. the, the huge titles that For we've sure. seen that it will do well but i'm wondering if it gets to the point where it starts competing with like amazon and netflix mm-hmm. and starts like knocking them off the top because i think do you know who the top streaming is right now it's probably netflix, it's netflix but the difference between netflix and disney is that every day you log into netflix there's a new tv show mm-hmm. that they develop there's a new movie that they develop and they put out so much stuff that so much of it's so mediocre that they're just burning money. I don't mm-hmm. think they just paid a hundred million dollars for the Friends license, yeah. <sighs> and which is ridiculous because that's basically for one year of streaming. Mm-hmm. And they're, I think I saw their top stream show of all time is The Office, mm-hmm. and sooner or later The Office is going to go off as well because yeah. NBC I think is the developer of that they're going to make their own. It's inevitable. Um, that's why I see a lot of potential with the Disney service because they have those IPs like Star Wars and Marvel mm-hmm. 
like they're developing they're actively developing the mandalorian mm-hmm. which is like a series almost like the daredevil series on netflix where it's like a very high budget very well made hopefully um yeah live action series taking place in the grander star wars galaxy you could oh, say it's actually really cool um i know some episodes are going to relate to both that mm-hmm. they have these great directors working on it, like uh Taika Waititi, who mm-hmm. did Rag- Thor Ragnarok, is developing an episode. Thor Ragnarok had some of my favorite scenes in that yeah. movie. The whole, when he walks onto the bridge. Ah. <laughs> I mean, that shot, if you can pull up, of Thor coming down with the lightning. Oh. That's easily top five Marvel shots of all time. And, you know, what amazes me about Marvel is how they're just continuously going up in quality. Yes, they're they're just topping everything. It's I mean, everything that every all of your every single time you go into a new Marvel movie, your expectations are just about up. shattered. They go up. It, it's insane. It's shattered. I mean, they're ten years into them developing movies, starting with Iron Man. Black Panther's nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. There's not many studios where there is an overarching story. There's nothing like it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, where there's a movie, uh, Infinity War changed the game. Black Panther changed the game. Well, Ant Man and the Wasp, I think no one really cared about that, but I think Disney went in there knowing, like, this isn't our biggest film, so we're going to not market as much. We're not going to. Like, the marketing for Infinity War, they displayed it like the biggest, most grand Mm -hmm. movie. Like, just the Marvel finale, basically. And it matched all our expectations. Absolutely. And I feel that. Well, here, okay, here comes the questions if we, if we go on to, like, this Avengers thing. Yeah. Do you think the first Infinity War will be better than the second, or the second will be better than the first? As a standalone, I think Infinity War will be hard to top. Mm-hmm. And But I know the directors have said that while right now it seems like it's one story, it's really one. The both films, Endgame and Infinity War, are one big story. Mm-hmm. So... It's hard to tell which will be better. <clears throat> My expectations for Endgame are through the roof. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see what they bring. I mean, that the Super Bowl trailer, I see the Marvel logo, and I'm shaking. It's, it's it, ha- it has such an effect on people now because they've put out so many quality titles that the moment you see Marvel, mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's going to be a great movie. There's no doubt. My, my prediction for... Like which which one will be better? Obviously, I think together they'd probably be better seen as mm-hmm. like an overall great film. Yeah. But I feel like the first one is like what like you said, almost impossible to be top because I feel like in that movie they did something so different than what they normally do, and that was ending on a on a sad ending on yeah. when the villain ends. And when has that happened in the history of Marvel movies? Yeah. The moment they changed it up and you saw all of the, the dust all of, all of dust, all of your favorite characters that you've built relationships over years dying. That had so much an effect on the audience and yeah. and like that ending is what completely wrapped that movie yeah. in a just bright red bow yeah. and said this is one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Easily. And I feel like in Endgame if they're if everyone comes back all cheery and happy, yeah. I feel like it'll kind of not obviously not ruin the movie, but it'll kind of give me a, like a less of like a I, I won't be as impressed because I'll feel like if everyone comes back all cheery and happy and everyone's there, they use the yeah. the was it the life st- uh, the reality stone to bring everybody yeah. back. I feel like if there's no sacrifice made and nobody is actually lost and everyone comes back, I feel like everything they set up in the first movie yeah. is over now. 
with like the Robert Downey Jr. Chris Evans are contracts mm-hmm. coming out. That's what's interesting. That brings in the fact that the odds of Captain America surviving this movie. I feel are so. Low. I feel like a great ending would be Captain America and Iron Man just teaming up and saving everybody. I, I Sac- sacrifice. I would hate to see it too, but them sacrificing themselves would leave the perfect. We lost something, but we got a greater like. Yeah. And and probably after Endgame, it's gonna spark plenty of Marvel. Yeah, I know. I mean, with Spider Man Far From Home coming out and oh. two months later, I mean, obviously, while it does spoil the fact that they come back, mm-hmm. I mean, you, I came out of the theater right after watching Infinity War, knowing oh, well, they're coming back. Yeah, cause it, like reading the comic books and everything. It's 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 how they come back. That's yeah. like um, bringing back the characters. Well, I think that. It's interesting to me that those stories have such effect on the... I mean, I'm a diehard Marvel fan, Mm -hmm. and I went to the marathon of all the movies, so I saw the film opening night with a crowd full of super fans. Oh, yeah. So it was interesting for me to be in that group of them, but to me, seeing it the day after it came out with the normal fans, Mm -hmm. the casual fans... I think that was even better because they have no idea what's yeah, going on. It's the fact that you don't even have to be a super fan to get that effect. Yeah. It, it is ridiculous on how, like, and I feel like a lot of it comes with the score of the yeah. film. I feel like music in movies is one of the biggest factors on touching emotion. Yeah. If you want to get somebody emotional, music is the number one way to do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to make someone feel stressed or like there's like, like a like a timer a bomb's about to blow up in like a classic superhero movie and like once that music starts Mm -hmm. that's when you start getting that emotion that the director wants you to feel and in my opinion the best usage of that is Hans Zimmer Hans Zimmer I mean it just clap just so many Dunkirk the use of a ticking clock and he he also did um if you ever played Modern Warfare 2 he had multiple tracks on that campaign yeah and that was easily one of my favorite playthroughs of any call of duty campaign ever thank you for listening to the locked fence podcast and we'll see you next time